If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know, she's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie. Episode of Toxic Love Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie McPhail, and today I am excited to bring on Colby Jones. Colby Jones, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. I see a giant, anyone who's listening, you can't see the giant cruise ship behind him, but what is it that you do, Colby? Besides hanging out with giant cruise ships, we are a travel agency. So we send people all over the world, all types of travel. Our total elite status is in cruising. And so that's where we kind of hang out. That's our home base. Nice. So for people that normally listen to the show, they might be like, Stephanie, do you really want to travel that you brought on this guy? Like, what does this have to do with healing from toxic relationships? But I promise you that if you tune in, you're going to understand exactly why we brought Colby on today. I think one of the big things that if any, if you've been paying attention to the news and there's so many different things going on right now, but of course there's the whole Natalie Holloway and Joran Vandersloot, you know, confession that has been talked about for the past few weeks. And I think that it's really important for us to be aware, especially one of the things I actually teach my clients is when they are rediscovering who they are, one of the things that we really recommend is for them to go out and travel and meet people and put themselves out there into different types of experiences and so we want to make sure that we are keeping people safe. And I know that that Colby, you've had some, you have some tips that maybe you'd like to share some things that maybe you've seen in what you've been doing all these years to maybe help some listeners stay safe so they don't end up like another statistic like Natalie. Exactly correct. And thanks, Stephanie. And that's that's one of the things is like you, we want people to get out there. We want people to travel. And there's a lot of females right now that are traveling solo. In fact, 82% of the solo travelers are female. And so we want to make sure that they can still explore, see the world, have a great time, but stay safe. And just like you said, hopefully avoid situations. It's not that Natalie did anything wrong, but maybe we can come up with a few ideas to keep ourselves extra protected so that we don't even encounter that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember I was saying before we started is that I was in my late 20s and single when she was murdered. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, oh my gosh, I have to be really more aware because that could have happened to me. It could have happened to any of my friends. And, and I think that we're when we're on vacation, we are a little bit more easygoing with being, mm -hmm. you know, not, maybe not paying as much attention to our surroundings. I mean, I, I grew up in New York, so it's not like I'm not used to paying attention. But when I travel... There's a lot more talking to different types of people, putting ourselves in situations that could be dangerous. How do we know, like from your experience, and I'll, and I'll share some of my perspective as well, but what? how do we know what to do to keep ourselves safe when we're out there just having a good time? There, there's a whole list of things. A few of my kind of most important ones are, first of all, when you are traveling, Know if you want to go out, like say, hey, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be my drinking day or I want to go out. I want to dance. I want to party. I want to do whatever it is. Maybe you're looking to bring somebody back to your hotel or vice versa, you know, whatever it is. Scout out. Scout that area out ahead of time in the daytime. So if you're going to a bar, go there ahead of time for lunch. Know the exits. Know the bathrooms. Familiarize yourself with the staff that's going to be there, where the Uber pickups are, 
things like that so that you can be smart. And if, if something does happen, a situation arises or there's some kind of sketchy people looking over at you or whatnot. Okay. Well, I don't, I'm not going to go here because I know that the Uber picks up down this dark alley. All right. You know what? Forget that. Maybe I'll just have some drinks at lunch for happy hour and head on home. So there's things of that sort. You know, you always want to be protective of your drink. Never let it out of your sights. You want to make sure that you watch the bartenders make your drink. That's, that's so important. So for those female travelers that are going solo, sit at the bar. I know that might be a little different because you're probably going to have some guys coming and hounding on you all the time, but sit at the bar so you can see your drink being made. And if you're worried about it, talk to the bartenders while they're making it. Tell them like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in this drink or I was a bartender. I, you know, can I can I see your guys' technique? So it's So it's not awkward. Things like that. You know, most bars have safe words. The one that we try to get everybody to know is put your hand. I don't know if you can see it over. Yeah, you can put your hand over your drink at all times. Uh, that, that's that's the hard one, but that's the best one, because if somebody's distracting you, even if your drink is just right here to the side, it's so easy to just grab some napkins and slip something in and you won't even know it. So if you have your hand on top, you can stay really safe that way. Those are those are a few really good tips that we like. You know, and I, I actually know someone recently, she was out with her husband and she had like two drinks. And so she knows that she didn't get, you know, obliterated, but she all of a sudden started to not feel well and kind of felt really confused and had to go home and leave. She was at a concert, had to go home and she swears that somebody put something in her drink because there was no way for her to be that intoxicated over that little of a drink. So it can happen. I mean, she was there with her husband and other friends. So even though when you think you're safe, sometimes people can do things even just to, to mess with you, like not even, you know, just to be hurtful and put you in a bad situation. Oh yeah. I have a good friend of mine who who's, who's a man. I mean, he's a, not a huge guy. He's maybe six foot, 180 pounds. He got roofied in Mexico. He got roofied. And the, what they do is they, they roofie anybody, they mess you up and then they rob you. And so this is another really good tip if you're traveling abroad is have an old uh, ATM card or an expired debit card. So that way, if they do get you under their control and they take you to an ATM to pull out money or anything, if you have an expired card, the ATM will just eat it. It'll just totally eat the card. And it now you have nothing. Hey, man, I don't know what I'm, you know, I'm loopy. I tried to type it in. It ate my card. I can't get any money out now. Now, what are you going to do? Rob me still for nothing? They're probably going to let you go at that point. Um, so that it, it can happen to anybody. It's just crazy. That's a really, that's, I never even thought about that. I mean, that's such yeah. a, and, and of course, in Mexico, I mean, what are you seeing right now for Mexico? I know for a little while, was it last year or was it longer than that? Now time seems so weird, but we were <laughs> having COVID. a lot of issues with people getting hurt in Mexico. Has that changed? Have you noticed a difference in people going to Mexico and having any issues? It's it's really not as big as they say it is. I mean, it does happen, but generally speaking, a lot of that is from the cartels and people getting into areas where the car the cartels are at. Most of the time when people are going to Mexico, they're staying at the resorts or near the resort areas, which are aka tourist traps. I mean, they're not total tourist traps, but that, that's where most people are staying. The cartels don't really have too much to do over there. So it's not as big of an issue. Now they're still locals that are still going to try to rob people. I mean, that happens all the time, but it's actually not as big as we kind of make it out to be. It's still a thing and we still need to be cautious wherever we are, but it's not actually as big as we thought it was, which kind of surprised me hearing all that news about it. But when we actually dove into it and looked at it and of all the thousands of people that travel there every day, it's funny, I'm in Colorado 
And this Colorado is like the Mexico hotspot. You ask anybody from Colorado where they're going, oh, I'm going to Mexico. And all the data has come back that if you stay in those parts, pretty safe, actually. That's so funny. My sister lives in Colorado and she just went to Mexico. With her <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's just a Colorado thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. So I, one of the things that I, I think is really important for people to keep in mind is also, you know, again, kind of what I alluded to before is not being so trusting. You know, I, I don't want people to go around being afraid to talk to anybody because that to me is what's so fun about traveling. But like, like Vandersloot, I mean, he was someone who was a, I would say a sociopath. He has no care for anybody else's, you know, safety or anything else about anyone else. He got so mad that Natalie turned down his sexual advances that he didn't even seem to think twice to kill her. I mean, that was something, and, but he came across very charismatic. And so we have to keep in mind that there are people that be, that seem really charismatic, that seem really friendly, that are that are decent to look at. You know, he wasn't a, a bad looking guy back then. I mean, he he came across. I could see what she saw. You know, that he seemed like a nice guy and seemed mm -hmm. interesting and all of that. And you know, and I think the other part of that too is we have this feeling and we're more open to trusting when we're traveling. But then number two, let's be really careful about you know coming together and leaving together. That's like one of my one of my things with my girlfriends is if we're going to a location, we want to make really sure that we know who the person is going somewhere else with. Like, do they know this person? Is Did they just meet each other while they were inebriated? Is this a good decision? Are they going to be happy about it later on? You know, and, and to just really make sure that we are keeping together because it's more there's more safety in numbers than when we go by ourselves to some second location, people are not going to be aware of what's happening to us or be able to help us. Oh, absolutely. And that's another thing we say is too, is always say they, we, my husband, my girlfriends, et cetera. Never say that you're solo unless you're hundred percent. But on that is, do you have any ideas or advice for our, for our solo travelers, female travelers, male travelers, et cetera, to, to kind of look for when they see the, the good looking person coming up to them at the bar or wherever they're at? Is there any kind of things that stick out that we don't know about? You know, I, I think that for me as a solo traveler, you know, one of the things I traveled solo cross country when I ended my first marriage, because I was always told not to do it. You know, don't, you can't travel solo as a woman. It's not possible. You're going to get raped and murdered. You know, there was, there was all this fear and I actually couch surfed, which put me even in another level of potential danger. You know, yeah. one of the things when I did that though, is I actually, when I did the traveling, when I did the couch surfing, I went through a company that were vetting people that were letting them stay at their houses. So as, as much as it still wasn't a hundred percent safe, there was an organization that they had to get vetted from to make sure that they had their background check, make sure they were safe. There was no, you know, they had nothing on record of anything going on. And I met some amazing people that way. And it also made me feel safer too, because it was like, I was going to a location I didn't know and was able to speak to these people ahead of time. So that way I had a relationship with them. And if I had a bad feeling, listen to it. You know, I think too often we get into these situations where we feel badly. We don't want to make someone else feel bad. So even though we have these red flags going off inside of ourselves, we ignore them because we don't want to make somebody mm. else feel bad. So especially when you're traveling by yourself, 100%, if there's that little inkling of, 
this doesn't feel right to me, then listen to that. And I'm going to add to that too, because I remember this happening to me while I was traveling solo was be aware of how much alcohol you're drinking too. Because if you're in a position where you don't feel comfortable and you are, you've had a few drinks, you might not, not only be able to not think clearly, but not be able to drive yourself home to get away. So, you know, be aware, have, and, and I like some of the things that you said. I mean, know the Uber phone numbers, know, you know, ways to get out of the location of where you're at. Like you said, protect your drink at all times. Watch the bartender make it, cover it. We all like free drinks. I mean, it's always really nice to not have to number one, pay for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But have some attractive person come over and bring you a drink feels really good, good and really helps your ego. But again, we don't know what their intentions are. So we have to be really careful about getting those for drinks. And I love the, the, the suggestion you had about watching the bartender make it and then being able to get that drink directly, which is one of the reasons why actually a lot of people recommend a plain old beer. You know, having just a beer where it's not a mixed drink so that, you know, maybe the bartender is in cahoots with the person. You don't really know what's in there. Having a beer, you watch them open up, they give it to you. It's a little bit easier to be aware of what's inside of it. So those are those are some of the big ones that I think. And, you know, and again, I think it's really important. And another really big thing when you're solo traveling, people should always know where you are. Yeah. And that's important. And so when I when I drove cross country, I had my route pre-planned. I gave that to certain people that ahead of time. And as I was ending up in every location, I told people, I made a social media post. This is where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is who I'm hanging out with. And, you know, again, other people might've thought that was over the top, but again, you cannot be too overprotective of yourself. You have to make sure that you are doing the right things to make sure you're safe because we want you to go out there and have fun. We want you to go out there and see the world and have new experiences. We don't want you to be afraid to do any of those things, but we also have to be really smart about it and protect ourselves. Definitely. And we don't want to go through that or even put our families through that, like poor Natalie's family. 20 years later, I mean, for 20 years, they had to try to guess and hope and I'm not saying that she did anything wrong, but, you know, maybe just one single post might have changed things. Maybe not, you know, who knows, but it, it's just, you don't want to look back and be like, gosh, I really wish I would have made that one post. Or when I landed, bought the SIM card, the local SIM card to put in my phone. So now I have data and I can make texts and calls. You know, it's, it's, it can't be, can't be too careful, especially when you're by yourself or in a, in a place where, you know, you're going to be drinking and it's not home, you know, you, you just got to be smart. And and a great point too, is making sure that you have a phone. If you're overseas and you don't have the right SIM card, like if you call ahead of time, your carrier, make sure that your phone will work overseas because some won't. I've had to get like loaner phones to be able to travel overseas. So if that's an issue for your carrier, make sure that you do that and keep it with you so that you're also people are able to follow your phone. That's another good mm-hmm. one. And there was another one. If you're noticing your phone dying, leave the location of where you currently are as your voicemail outgoing voicemail message. That's another great way of people just knowing, Hey, this is, she's okay. She's here. This is where she's, we're expecting her to be. And just another one that I actually just was reminded of. I just, I just traveled for work to New York, which is my hometown. But as soon as I got there, I found out that my, my credit card had been, or my debit card had been disabled because they had, the bank had seen fraudulent activity And they must have sent an email, but I didn't see it. So I had no idea 
until I went to go get my train ticket and oh, my no. card wouldn't work. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then I called up my credit card company and they were like, well, you need a pin code. And I'm like, I, I don't have a pin code for my credit card. Like what is going on? So having cash for wherever you're going to make sure that you have that as a backup and put that somewhere different than the rest mm -hmm. of all your cards. So that if you are in a situation where somebody takes your cards or your credit card company isn't allowing you to use it for whatever reason, because you didn't let them know that you were traveling and they put a pause on it or whatever the case is like me, where it just wasn't working, um, have that cash available to you so that you can make sure that you have that in case of emergencies. Those are excellent tips. They are. And I'd, and I'd like to add a couple to it actually as well, because now that we're kind of on that, when you're in those locations, you have your phone, make sure your phone has enough juice, as you said, if not, maybe bring a portable charger with you if, if you can. But worst case scenario is you can always call the hotel, wherever you're at, any bar, any restaurant, et cetera, call the hotel and say, hey, I'm stuck here, wherever I'm at, at this bar, this location, et cetera. Can you send me a car? Can you come pick me up? Send me an Uber. They'll know your name. They'll know everything. So as soon as you go there, you know, have them say, hey, are you so-and-so? Yes. Okay. Which hotel am I going to? They confirm it. Okay. You know, it's safe. Those, those work out really well. There's actually also a couple of companies out here now that have, it's a paid service. One of them is your safe and I'm not sponsored. I don't make any, there's no affiliates or anything on these, just ones that, uh, that we know about. You are safe is a good company. They, they track everything. They register you with the embassy if you're somewhere else. And your phone has, uh, it's pretty cool. It has a, a safe word. So if your safe word is, and I actually used this in an episode I made it, going to sound a little crude, but just go with me here. If your safe word is, I have AIDS, for example, then the app automatically kicks on. Your phone doesn't change. It's still dark on the screen. Or you, you know, it's still dark. Nobody knows, but it's now calling the authorities and it's video and audio recording everything. So if, if you have some sort of dire situation, you say whatever your code word is. I just came up with I have AIDS. The only reason why I say that is if if you're at a last say that. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a last ditch effort where somebody's all over you, and it, then you can just be like, hey, you know what? I I really wanted to sleep with you tonight, but I need to be honest with you. I have AIDS. Is that going to be okay? It might might pause it enough that you can get out of there. Or if not, it activates your phone. So now the authorities are coming. Then you can buy yourself some time. Then you can say, Hey, you're okay with that. All right, let's, let's take a walk on the beach real fast and then let's go. Or one more drink, or, you know, I, I need some water real fast. I don't want to throw up, you know, all you got to do is buy yourself some time. And those apps do that. They, they get it for you. So that's, that's another smart thing to do. If you're going somewhere a little further from home, you're not quite sure about. That's amazing. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like two to four dollars a month too. It's not very much money. It's really cheap. So definitely worth it if you are if you are traveling. And you know, and again, I think anyone who's listening, I I really I hope that none of this scares you from traveling. I mean, I really, in fact, I think we both, Colby and I could both agree, like, please go out there and travel, see the world. Like, you know, yes. life goes by too quickly. We don't want to live in the state of fear, but we want to be smart. We want to make sure that we are protected. We don't become another statistic. We're not putting ourselves in danger. And we also are just out there being able to have fun, have these new experiences and meet, you know, new people and in, in, in the different parts of the world. So Colby, just to, to kind of sum everything up, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience before we say goodbye? No, I think we've got it all pretty well covered with, I mean, stay safe, be smart, know where you're going, have a plan, you know, have some insurance, do go through the little checklist of the things that we've mentioned. 
and, and enjoy yourself. I mean, this is this is our life, and we there's a cool world out there to explore, and we really do need to explore it and make new memories, and we can. And with with your toxic background for for everybody to know what to look for and and our tips on how to kind of stay safe, I think they can travel safely and comfortably and enjoy. Like I said, again, it's a, oh boy, that one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> enjoy it. So so tell us how to follow you, because obviously, I mean, you you help people plan travel all the time. So how can they follow you? How can they, they find you? Appreciate that. So our company website is interlinecruiseconnections.com. But on social media is where we're launching all of our YouTube videos, how to travel safely, how to travel here, you know, what kind of travels right for you, et cetera. And you can find that at Colby's Travel World or Ask Colby. Both of them are up. You can go there, register, follow us, check out all the different videos and episodes that we're releasing and stay safe and have fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Colby. Thanks for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. And, you know, go out there, travel and have a great time. Reach out to Colby and see how we can help you. So on that note, thank you everybody for tuning in. Never forget, you are way stronger than you realize. See you next episode. Bye, everybody. So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's gift and join us next time.